Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the next episode of the Just For Today podcast. So for those of you watching on YouTube, you will see I am in my Udi today with my dog's face on it because it is, as I'm recording, it is raining and it's cold. And I'm very much in that cycle of get cosy and stay indoors. And it's, you know, it's quite typical for this time of the year. You know, this whole saying of new year and let's go and all these new goals and everything. Actually, our bodies at this time of the year, I don't know about yours, but mine is saying, okay, let's just stay inside. Let's just nurture ourselves. Let's just hibernate. And actually, for me, the new year kicks in when spring comes and the clocks change and we get more daylight and the weather's changing. Mm, mm. We live in England. What can you do about that? So I am very much in hibernation mode, which isn't ideal because I have a business to run and I have things to achieve, but I'm doing the best I can when I can. So when I'm at home, like I am today, I put on my comfies, I snug in and I just, I nurture myself the best way I possibly can while still working. So I hope you enjoyed the episode last week. This week is an interesting topic because it's something I get into discussions with my clients a lot about, and that is what other people think of you is none of your business. How many times have you found yourself making assumptions, preempting what people are thinking and saying about you? How many times have you made decisions based on what you think others might be saying or thinking about you? When we have no hard facts, I mean, you may have, they may have said it to your face, but in most cases, it's assumptions. You know what they say about assumptions? Makes an ass out of you and me. I, in the past, would have cared what I wore I know that those of you that are listening on podcasting platforms like Spotify and Apple can't see me. And those of you that are watching me on YouTube can see me. I have my hair scraped back today. I had a gym session this morning. I have showered. Steph of 15, 16 years ago would never have shown up on camera like this. And I don't look like dog shit, but I'm certainly not at my best because my hair is scraped back. And I very rarely pull my hair back these days. I would have cared what other people may have been thinking. Again, I had no hard evidence based on that. I would have cared what people think. And there is still a part of me that that has that inner voice that says, why would you do that with your business? What will people think about that? And what if you say this, you might upset. And certainly in this world of cancel culture, this world we're living in now where speaking up seems to be a crime. And I'm going to prefix that with not speaking up with hate I mean, speaking up and sharing your opinion, 
because in many places now, if certainly on social media, if we share what we think, we can get cancelled out. I'll tell you about a situation that I had maybe around four years ago. I'll tell you when it was. It was definitely during lockdown and it was when Black Lives Matter became something we all knew of. And I was looking at my own beliefs and unhelpful beliefs around race and white privilege and all of those areas. And somebody had posted something on social media that really got me thinking about my own white privilege. And I honestly said in the post, your words have triggered me and made me feel quite defensive of myself and my beliefs. However, I understand the uncomfortable feeling is because something needs to change and that's in me. I just want to thank you for sharing these words because it has evoked a reaction, a trigger in me that I'm going to look into and dig into deeper. And the woman was like, I'm really glad you posted. Thank you so much. Another woman came in underneath that post and said, how dare you use the word trigger? Trigger is a word that's associated with mental health. And what you're saying here isn't that you've got mental health issues, that you've been triggered with your mental health. What you're saying is you've been triggered because of something that someone said to you. And I'm paraphrasing, I can't remember her exact tone. And it really stopped me in my tracks. And I deleted my post because I felt like I'd offended somebody. And it really bothered me to think that I'd upset somebody by my use of words. Now, my knee jerk reaction was to delete my post. Now, Steph of today would like to go back and leave that post up and open up a dialogue with that other person. Because, well, one, How I interpret the word trigger is completely personal to me. There isn't a word in the English language that everybody reads or interprets in the same way. We all hear and see words differently and it's all emotionally driven. And two, I would like to go back and say to her, why are you telling me I can't do something because you don't feel it's the right way to do it? You're cancelling me out here. You're saying you don't matter your words don't matter, or your opinion isn't right based on mine, therefore you need to be quiet. I often think about that conversation and it bothers me that I deleted that post. However, we live and learn. There's no regret. It's just, would I do things differently? Yes, I absolutely would do things differently if that was to occur again. Because I feel we should be able to live in a world where we can express ourselves and to be understood as well. However, coming back to the point of what other people think of you is none of your business, because I could speak for hours on the power of language and how we interpret language, and I will do another episode around that. But what I want to touch on today is that whole saying, what other people think of you is none of your business. Now, in it, logically, it's absolutely right. You know, unless somebody says to me, Steph, you did this, you did that, you made me feel like this, you made me feel like that unless somebody brings it to my attention, I am oblivious and therefore shouldn't make assumptions and shouldn't draw conclusions without having any evidence to back that up. But we do. We all do it. We all do it. Well, most of us do it. Correct me if I'm wrong and you're listening to this, you go, well, I don't do it. I don't do it at all because I'd love to be in that headspace because whilst I understand and agree with the statement, what other people think of you is none of your business, it's still something I have to work on. It's still something I have to work with that inner voice of mine so she doesn't make assumptions and she doesn't draw conclusions that are unhelpful for her because all that that leads to do is make assumptions that really are unhelpful for you and makes you feel crap. Let's be honest. If we're worrying what other people think all the time, we're not living in the moment. We're not living in the present. We're not living. We're just not living, are we? We're worrying the whole time. We're second guessing. We're critiquing ourselves. We're just constantly letting that noise of what if, what if get in the way and stops us from living an authentic life. 
So I had a discussion with a client last night. It was a really great discussion that we had based around what she heard from a conversation versus what somebody else was trying to say and how she drew conclusions that were unhelpful based on that. So let me dig into to the conversation that we had, that I have with many of my clients. So I'm not going to break confidentiality here, but I'm going to do it a roundabout so that I can clearly articulate my point. So everybody sees the world very, very differently. So let me just say, if you was to look at a map on a wall, a map of the world, we would all look at it pretty much the same. We would all see the countries where they are. We would see the same shapes. We would see the same colours mostly, unless you have um, visual impairment. And we would, you know, yes, England's there. Yes, France is there. Yes, oh, North America's there, et cetera, et cetera. However, how we step into that world is very, very different. So I'll give you a little example. My eldest son came to me a few years back and said, Mum, I am going to go to Southeast Asia for four months. And me and my mate are going, we're going to backpack, we're going to stay in hostages. Hostages? Hostels! Oh dear. We're going to stay in hostels and we're just going to have the time of our life. And I actively encourage all of my kids to travel because at 19, I went to America and lived there for a year and one of the best years. However, I instantly went into panic mode that he was going to get arrested in Thailand. Someone was going to put drugs in his rucksack or he'd be stupid enough to think that was a quick way to make some money to enhance his trip. He would get arrested. He would be in a Thai prison for the rest of his life. Now, I based that on a book I read, Late Teens, When I used to go to London to work, I used to read a book probably about every three days, every four days I would read a book. And this time I I, I like crime novels, like real life stuff. And I'd read about these two girls that had gone to Thailand, had been stupid enough to carry drugs, had got caught and potentially, I don't even know, are still in prison now. Because once you get stuck in those types of prisons, it's very difficult to get out. And they were living in the most dire and squalor of situations. And as soon as he told me that, I was transported back to that book that I'd read, crikey, many years before. And then I had a panic attack that my son was going to get locked up and I'd never see him again and we would never get him home. And oh my goodness, my little child, my little boy. And the visualization, visualization, dearie me, literally transported me back to him as a little boy in a big prison full of horrible, horrible people and him getting hurt and everything else. However, the way he saw it was, I'm going to go to this all these amazing countries. My son loves history. I'm going to see all the history of these countries. I am going to get to just see all the different culture because he, he loves all of that. It's just going to be incredible. And I had to hold back and I deliberately held back what I thought and felt because it wasn't right of me to impose my views on him. So this is where we get to the point where we say the map is not the territory in NLP, because basically what we're saying, no one's map is the same based on our conditioning through our lifetime. So how what we see going on around in our world, what we hear, what we feel, what we witness, all of that is feeding into making our map look the way that it does present day. Everything contributes to how we walk out into the world every single day. You know, our parenting, people of influence, our teaching, friendships we've had, pivotal times in senior school. All of our beliefs, all of our behaviours are part of our 
internal map, our internal representation. So when we walk into the world, we walk into it completely different to somebody else. We can never make the assumption that someone sees something in the same way that we do because they just don't. They just don't. Even the words that people are using are interpreted different. And again, I know I've touched on this already, but there are words that people use or don't use because they've not been learnt or taught how to use those words or understand those words or those words haven't been displayed to them in a really constructive way. Many times words are displayed in destructive ways. But I'm not going to go into great depths about that today. But that all makes up the person we are today and how we step out into the world. So the the fact that I care about what people think of me I think most humans do to a point I think you know it's it is important to have a sense of care about the impact we have in the world and the way that we carry ourselves because the way that we are impacts others whether we realize that or not the way that we walk into a restaurant if we've got the hump we've had a really bad day and we speak to the person that's serving us the the waiter in a really crappy way that might send them into a really crappy space as well and then that will affect the next person they interact with we have the ability to to make other people feel a certain way and i think that's really important to be aware of how we move through the world and how we communicate and that we ensure that people understand what we're asking for rather than making assumptions But when it comes to assuming what people are thinking about you, this is where it gets tricky, isn't it? Because we don't know that to be fact. We don't know that someone's laughing at the fact that you was wearing a certain item that day. Even though you love wearing that, we might not wear it because we're worrying what somebody else is doing. So getting yourself to a place where you can disconnect and say, it's none of my business unless they make it my business. And even if they do make it your business is what you do with that, whether you decide to change your clothing or not. I'm using clothing as an easy example, but it does go a lot deeper than that with how we think and how we want to move through the world. But I would be interested to hear what you have to think about that. How much do you feel what other people potentially are thinking about you has an impact on you. It is easy for me to say because it really isn't any of your business and actually it's just affecting you and it's making your day experience or your lifetime experience, it's just dampening it, it's making it really tricky for you. But we can know that logically, but the unconscious is where we're driven from, we'll say and potentially can say something very differently. So just for today, what I would love you to do is to get curious about decisions that you're making or not making because of the fear of what others may be thinking. I want you to get curious about how many assumptions you're making on a daily, weekly basis around what others may be thinking, saying or doing and the impact that that's having on you as well. Now, if a client came to me and said, I'm not moving myself forwards because of the perception of others, we would dig into that because I would put money on the fact that they've had an experience in their lifetime where somebody else's views have been imposed so repetitively that their views are more important than the client that's sitting in front of me. We can have many beliefs that have been imposed on us through love, mostly, where it makes it more difficult for us to make decisions from from our space rather than taking somebody else's thoughts and feelings into consideration. I'm sure you can all think of a time regularly or most recently where you have halted. Hang on a minute, though. What would they think? What would they say? What would they do? And or you've reached out to them to get their opinion because of that. 
So I would love to hear from you on this subject. Now, there are many ways that you can get in touch with me. And the most recent one is my WhatsApp group. I've opened a WhatsApp group for the Just For Today podcast. And this is where we discuss things that I've said in the, in the episode that may resonate with you or you have an aha moment or you have a moment when you go, oh my goodness, that'll be why I've said done and this. Um, and just this week, we've had a couple of people sharing the WhatsApp group with regards to last week's episode. And it's been really insightful and really interesting. So I would love to welcome you to the WhatsApp group. I will put a link to that in the show notes. And also just to remind you that I'm now recording this on video. Hello to those of you that are watching. Um, So you can come and watch the podcast on YouTube as well. So just to finish up the episode, I've got my cards again today. We're just going to have a quick shuffle. And then I will share with you the card that's been picked. The card that I'm going to pick for you today. There we go pop those there okay abundance that's an interesting word so i'm going to show it to the camera for those of you on youtube abundance and miracles and blessings surround you right now your angels and guides want you to know that abundance and miracles surround you right now great fortune is on its way to you in all forms so get excited as these blessings are brought into your life take note of all forms of abundance around you right now And you can do this by keeping an abundance log of all the wonderful things that are pouring into your life to keep track and express your gratitude. Keep a track of this weekly so you can see how abundant you are. So on that note, I will say goodbye. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear and feel what you feel and really notice what is right in front of you because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.